We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app welcome back to total information am with tom ackerman i'm megan lynch and last week on the show we previewed the new session of the missouri legislature as you heard here on KMOX, Republican leaders expected to prioritize initiative petition reform, but infighting could stall other party priorities. What will Democrats in our region push for this session? We're joined now by Representative Peter Meredith of St. Louis. And Representative, I note uh, you've outlined a couple of issues that you do want to see on the Missouri Constitution, especially one issue that is going to be of Republican concern, and that's the matter of medical freedom. Why go that route? Uh, you know, this is something that comes up a lot in our state. And, you know, we talk a lot about freedom. We hear Republicans talk a lot about freedom. But what I keep seeing is uh, Republican governments taking away the freedom of individuals to make their own medical decisions. And I thought discussing the concept, at least presenting it for, for discussion, if nothing else, in an ideal world, having voters vote on it, of, uh, of being able to say we have a right to make our own medical decisions without interference from the government. Um, especially if that interference is inconsistent with standards of care, um, according to professionals. Where are we on the proposal to require the Secretary of State to create a website that would allow the submission of electronic signatures for initiative and referendum petitions? You know, this has been a frustrating one for me. Um, This is something I came in with uh, eight years ago, really wishing we could get done and uh, feeling like, we are behind. Uh, it's the 21st century. We sign real estate documents and uh, our most important business transactions all electronically and that have actually learned that in a lot of ways that's more secure than a physical signature. But here we are with uh, a, a democratic structure that is still um, pretty outdated. And I thought this is a simple update. We can make it where uh, an electronic verification process can happen and people can sign electronically, you know, rather than standing outside a grocery store or wherever else somebody's collecting signatures for something, uh, you can be at your computer uh, when you have time and actually look at what's online, what's on the Secretary of State's website, and sign the things you agree with. I mean, that that seems like democracy for the 21st century. I will say my first year in office, or maybe it was my second year, we managed to get an amendment passed in the House uh, to allow that. You know, since then, uh, we've had a lot of more progressive-leaning issues passed at the ballot, and so... Uh, Republican politicians have generally turned the other direction now on ballot initiatives. They want to make it harder for people to use the ballot initiative system, harder for democracy to function rather than easier. And so uh, I haven't seen much progress since then in this direction. 
A lot of people would ask you when it comes to those initiative petitions, especially the ones that you've proposed in resolutions that would alter the Constitution instead of just being something that would alter state law. Why go the constitutional route? You know, um, I I, I thought different ways about that. When it comes to the medical right, I I did that ultimately because I think that's that's a big picture question that should trump what the legislature is doing in statute. And rather than just passing something in statute that the legislature can essentially still pass whatever they want, this is about reining in the legislature. And you do that by passing a constitutional amendment. I'll also say, you know, we've had so many times in the last several years that we've seen Republican legislatures, especially in Missouri, legislators just ignoring what people have voted for and even just directly undoing it after it's been voted for. And so I think voters have expressed a desire, and I, I recognize it, to say, if something's important to us, we want to put it in the Constitution so that the legislature can't change it without requiring another vote of the people. Uh, that's really how our Constitution functions in Missouri. It's a lot different than like the United States Constitution in that it changes all the time with amendments by the people. And it's sort of voters' way of saying, this is something we want to pass that we don't want the legislature to change without us having a say in it. Peter Meredith is with us, representative from St. Louis. Are there other states like ours? I mean, Missouri with a rural population and then two large cities on either side. Now, I don't want to leave out Columbia and Jefferson City, but you have these two large municipalities. Is it always going to be like this where you have people in rural Missouri saying, well, I'm speaking for them, but saying, well, that doesn't affect me or my constituents. What happens in the city? I'm going to I'm out for us. You know, it sure feels like that right now, but I, I do think that some of that we are we are in the height of this sort of culture war battle that has been framed by a lot of messaging. A lot of a lot of media, honestly, has really pressed this narrative that it's it's urban versus rural. I think there is a path for, for that gap to actually get smaller uh, when we look at so many issues that urban areas and rural areas really share interests on, um, you know, both rural and urban have the most uh, poverty. They've got the most people that rely on things like food stamps that um, that help folks eat, but also help keep our, our food economy, our rural food economy strong. Um, or things like Medicaid and hospitals and making sure our hospitals are well-funded. You know, it's rural areas where our hospitals have largely been closing um, even though it's been urban areas that are voting for things like Medicaid expansion to help keep them functioning and thriving. So I think, and when we talk about wage growth and things like that, these are all things that, that affect both rural and urban areas. And I think there's a lot of room for us to come together. It's really just a question of, are we going to be able to get past the, the, the messaging problem of, of the media that wants to see this fight, it feels like, between the two areas and treat us as if, as if we're so very vastly different. Um, and I think there's a lot more common ground than people realize. You've proposed changes already in, in some of your first legislation this session to election laws. I'm looking at that yeah. bill, Representative, and it almost appears like it, the the strikethroughs would allow someone who's in prison to vote. Um, I'm not sure. Sure about that one, to be honest. I, I spent a lot of time on this uh, last year and okay. really going through and trying to modernize um, our election laws. 
Um, I think that if they are in prison for something that wouldn't actually jeopardize their right to vote, um, that they should be actually allowed to vote. Um, I think specifically it wasn't prison, it's jails. Um, right now we have a problem where people that are in jail who haven't even been convicted of a crime, um, and certainly not a crime that would jeopardize their right to vote, um, aren't able to vote. And there are actually some real risks with that. If, uh, if people get arrested right at voting time for something they didn't even do, um, which, you know, in, in some fears of big government is a real thing, a way to suppress votes. Um, I, I think that there is a, they have a fundamental right to vote, even when they are in jail or prison, unless they have committed and been convicted of a crime that would jeopardize their right to vote. Um, in fact, I mean, we look at our, our recent reforms of drug laws, and you think about all the people who over the years have been locked up for uh, drug crimes, yet had no ability to vote on changing those laws that, that put them there. And eventually the public has moved in a direction where we don't want people being locked up so much for nonviolent drug use. Um, but perhaps we could have moved there sooner if we hadn't been locking up a huge chunk of the population, um, the, the very folks who were most impacted by those laws, and they ultimately were disenfranchised um, from having a say over what the laws were. One more thing real quick before we go, in terms of tax priorities, where do you fall on motor vehicle fuel tax and also uh, allowing municipalities to levy their own taxes on cigarettes and tobacco? Sure. So this is something I've also been throwing out there, and, and I found a lot of common ground, at least privately, with Republicans on. Um, Missouri has the lowest gas tax in the country. Um, obviously, Alaska is the exception to that, but they don't really count because they produce their own um, in such massive quantities. Um, but as the, I mean, having the lowest um, gas tax in the country uh, actually means that when people are passing through our state, big trucks that are going through our state and using our roads are paying less for using our roads than they are in other states. And we actually have less money per mile that we maintain in this state um, than, than most any other state in the country as well. Well, that makes sense because that's our revenue stream. Um, a lot of folks statewide have been opposed to raising the gas tax. I get that, especially in, in rural areas, there's been a, a desire to, uh, <laughs> that, to believe that all taxes are bad. But what I'm saying is if we would allow a local increase in gas taxes, areas that want a higher gas tax could raise it and areas that don't, don't have to. And they can use that money for their own local infrastructure. Um, and I even include in there public transit and school transportation. You know, in urban areas, we would love to have more revenue, uh, a revenue stream to help support a more robust public transit. That's true in rural areas too, to be honest. But I also know that in rural areas, a lot of school districts are having to go to four-day weeks and things like that. And one of the reasons is the state has been shortfalling them or shortchanging them for a decade on funding their school buses. And school buses cost a lot of money when your kids have to go pretty far for school. If they could create a, a, a slightly higher gas tax along the highways in their county um, and be taxing truck drivers and others driving through the, their area, and use that money to help fund their school buses, I think that's a win for everybody. Well, Representative, thank you so much. Really appreciate your time this morning. Sure. Happy to talk to you anytime. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.